We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 56, the show that can get a little bitter at times. Just just a little bit. It's We'll explore it. But this, this, this that's what we're going to do. Because each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie. The one that would run for rum. And I'm joined by the one that treats himself with rum because of the running. It's Jin. Hello. Yes, I do. I do that. Um, but not too much. Not too much. Because then I would be like not be able to run. And then it would be like a, it'd be bad because too much rum means you can't run. But because of the running, you need some rum. So it's a whole thing. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. You understand. Too much, you know, can't just, do just it. Just hi- hydrate enough, you know, moderation, right. hydrate, all that right, jazz. Right. That's important. It is. Doable. It's important. It is. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely doable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah. doable. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, what you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, speaking of running, let's let's, let's check in, everybody. Hey, how's it going? So, let's see. Uh, this would have been on... Let me just check my calendar here. This would have been on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, October 2nd. Yep, that would have been the day. Well, I decided that it would be a good idea to run a half marathon as part of my training. Because it's like I'm going for a whole marathon. Well, what's the big deal? We'll do a little half. A little happy half. Well, part of that was it was just check to see, hey, hey, how fast are you? How fast are you getting there, buddy? Well, let's just say I was going fast. I was going very fast. In fact, so fast that might overdid it a little bit. So the past week, I had to little take a little break, a little recoup, a little cover. Oh boy, it's okay. Made made me sad. I did not like taking a week off of running, but hey, I'm back at it. I went for a run this morning, feeling good. Not a big deal. Just you know, just doing the whole icy, icy, the freaking foam rolling. Everybody who's running, you'll get the idea. It's just a little, little, little tweaky tweak, you know. It came about mile 13 when literally I only had like 0.1 left. And it was like, ah, my calf, it hurts a little bit. Ah, ah. You get the idea. But yeah, I think the, the thing that pissed me off the most about that is just that kind of a perfectionist, right? So if you ever listen to the show, you'd be like, hey, that, that Jin, he seems a little bit like a perfectionist. It's true. I kind of am. So <laughs> the fact that I had to take a week off of training kind of pissed me off. Like, I'm just like, I'm the cool. I'm just like, I'm cool. I'm cool on the exterior. But in, inside, I was like, I freaking hate it. <laughs> pissed me off so much. I'm so sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Well, to take the edge off, to take the edge off, I was very happy that uh, on Sunday the 9th, I was like, you know, you know, I'm not feeling too good about this whole no running this past week. Let's have some fun. So, yes, we went and saw me and Mrs. Jen. We went and saw Elton John. It was fabulous. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, apparently this is a farewell tour. Apparently, supposedly. It might be. We'll see. He is 75. After Until all. he has a second farewell tour. Eh, you know, every now like, and then. Every now and then yeah, he can say yeah. goodbye again. It could happen. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to see him and I've just never gotten around to it. 
Yeah, run out of time, everybody. Run out of time. Super, super great show. Absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. I was, uh, yeah, and I was like, I'm just like, hey, whatever, man. It's just a show. You just go whatever you want. And um, Mrs. Jim was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is Elton John. We must dress for the occasion. <laughs> and damn it, she was right. She was absolutely right. We absolutely needed well, to dress for the yeah. occasion. Because <laughs> everybody else was, and I would have felt a little like, I am underdressed for this occasion if I had just showed up in my normal me attire. So, yeah, it was it was great. In fact, my, my silly little glasses right here, these little guys right here. If you saw the Twitter little post, little Twitter post, you see them. You get the idea. You, you, you saw them. Yeah, they're, they're glamorous on him. They're beautiful. They really are. They are absolutely beautiful. Well, you get the idea that I was like, where I was, I had the black pair. This is actually these are these are Miss Jen's pair. Uh, but you know they're they're beautiful. <laughs> I like the pink. Um, yeah. I love your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing, like I showed up and like like everyone and their friggin' dog had a pair of these, and I'm like, sweet, sweet. I I, I came prepared. <laughs> I do not feel. <laughs> You understood the assignment? I, yeah, exactly. I understood the assignment. Well, like, no, I did not understand the assignment. My wife understood the assignment, and she was like, no, we're going to do it. Go. We're gonna there do you it. go. Oh, and her jacket was mm, chef's it was, it was glorious. I saw the pictures. It was it Beautiful. was perfect. Her, her perfect. jacket. Where did, she, where did she even find that? That's what I want to know. Amazon, baby. She typed in Elton John concert, and boom. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It was, perfect. It was fabulous. We had a, we had a great time. Loved it. So, uh, you know, Tiny Dancer, friggin' uh, Candle in the Wind, The Bitch is Back. Oh, it was fair. It was, it was great. That was my favorite one live. It was just so, like, high energy, you know? You, you've heard The Bitch yeah. is Back. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever they, they play the really high energy songs and live shows, those, those always wind up being the really good ones. That was, that was a good one. Really like that. For sure. Well, Yay. that's enough of me and my silly shenanigans of breaking a leg. Literally, well, it wasn't broken. It was a little don't, like... Don't do eh. that, okay? Don't, don't. It was a little like, eh, hurts. <laughs> so it's enough of that. And my silly little Elton John. So, Allie, what have you been up to? <laughs> What'd you do? Not a whole lot of note, really. We're plugging on on Raid Achievements. And I'm working through the Death Knight starting zone for Wrath. Yeah. So I get my mount. I need to do that. We, we might be running out of time. You gotta get on what? it. Season see, season four is over as of October twenty fifth. Ah, well, that takes like a, a long evening to do, so I could. Yeah, it's not it, it's not too bad. I'm already like halfway through, and after like an hour or two, so and that's with like taking my time and like taking breaks to answer messages or whatever. So, but it's it's a great starting zone. So if you play retelling with that mount, or even if you play retelling, you just never experienced it. You really should, because it really is a great starting zone experience. The that you should experience. The Lich King's all there. Hey, everybody. What are you doing? Go do that thing for me. Well, I was like the eyeball part. Remember? It was like Akers. Just, <laughs> just like that. And you do the eyeball. Yep. And then you go like, hey, Scarlet Crusaders suck. Let's go beat him up. And you go beat him up. It's pretty fun. Basically, yeah. They deserve yeah, it. I got, I got my death. It's been so long since Wrath. And obviously I've slept since then. And so I got my mount for my death night. I was like... Where, where's my, where's my mount? It's, it's not my bags, nope. and it's not. We don't have the collections tab yet. Where, where, where's my mount? Oh god, I got put a bug report on my mount. 
And then I then I like remember start poking around and then remembered how it went in Wrath. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that button there in the UI, it's you have your character sheet and it's, it's, it's over there. And I'm like, oh wow, it's been a while. Forgot that was ever a thing. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> quite a while yeah. oh but it's still good i love wrath so it's it's nice to poke around there when i get a chance yeah i remember playing back in the day when i kept a ram in my bag i was like hey yeah you just sit right there how you doing there buddy just sit in the bag <laughs> it's fine it's a big bag <laughs> <laughs> it's a bag of holding it's fine bag of holding i mean it's a something i mean i got i'm just saying there's big bags big bags if you can hold a ram that's it's true so it's i'm trying to bag something i don't know <laughs> it is some kind of bag something that's true i'm glad you know that so it's like a wizard wizard bag the wizard did it <laughs> put a ram in your bag <laughs> i don't know what that means okay <laughs> i don't know that sounds slightly dirty Does anyways it? uh it's it's me oh that's how my brain works it's just smile and nod and move on it's okay. fine it's all fine right. all right i understand <laughs> it's like okay. ram in your bag it's Ram in the bag? Okay. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Anyways, that's about it. I'm hoping to level a couple of alts while we have the experience buff. And originally I was all like, oh, I'm going to go through and do all the covenants finally and get like the meta achievement before the end of Shadowlands. I did that. And I'm realizing that um, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I waited too long. It was really easy. And now that I brought Dungeon Fables back. Damn straight! I don't have that time now, so I waited too long. So I'm going to give that one up. I have been doing some Torghast, so... Because well, I like Torghast. Well, hey, if you're doing Torghast, that's how you freaking get it. I mean, Torghast gives you a renown every single time you do one. That's true. I mean, yeah, okay, that's, not that's every true. Single time. I know. Hey, don't don't freaking write me. But if you do like a freaking layer <laughs> nine or something like that, you can get that done in like seven minutes and you get yourself renowned. That's true. See, right now I'm trying to do like all the higher ones and I'm trying to also finish my... Um, twisty twists? Twisty corridor? Yeah, the, the twisty corridors or whatever so I can get the hand mount. Was it it's a little grabby? A little hand mount. A little grabby grab. Let's go grab something. <gasps> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to behave with the hand mounting. You're just <laughs> thwarted all my plans there. All right. Anyways, um, that's about it for what I've been up to. And we should move on to what we're drinking so I could drink more. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep forgetting that bumper. button. I got button. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Yep. It's true. As I already finished my first one and I'm ready to pour a second one. Hey, what are we drinking, Jen? Well, um, so in the when the evening started and I took my photo, it was a rum runner. Now mine is a rum runner. <laughs> I had to keep refilling it. Let's put it there. So yeah, I didn't get Allie smarty stuff, smarty smarts. So just make a second shaker and just, just fill it right back. I was like, see, that's that's smarter. I just was like, oh. Oh, we'll top it off. No, oh. see, I have a ginormous shaker. Uh-huh. And I doubled it so I can make sure to give my husband some. He always gets a drink of whatever we're having. You know, if it's a cocktail, I always make him some. But he's also, you know, goes to bed not too long after that because of how early he has to get for work. So I get the 
bulk of it. Mm, There's still more in here. Oh, beautiful. It's like a milkshake when you go to the place where they actually are nice and they give you the rest of the freaking can. It's beautiful. Yes. Oh, especially milkshake or a malt. Oh, mm, I'm just mm, saying mm. when you go and we order a milkshake and they bring you just the freaking milkshake and they don't give you the extra can. It's like, you know what? You go after yourself, buddy. Like, I'm not coming back here. I want the freaking can. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want my leftovers. <laughs> right. But I feel like over the years, the leftovers have like gone down. So there's this one like s- classic 60s diner from us that's, you know, th- well, 60s diner themed. And it was one that my family always went to when we were growing up here. And I would always get the chocolate malt because it's just phenomenal. And they would always give you the extra. And it was like a full extra. Nowadays, it's, it's like maybe half that. But at least it's something. At least it's something. You make the can, you fill up the thing. If there's anything left over, give me the leftovers. That's all I'm saying. Give me the, give me the leftovers. It's true. All it's I true. Want. Well, yeah. anyway, what is a rum runner? What do you think of this drink? What is, what, what, yeah, what is a rum runner? Tell us about it, Jen. Well, a rum runner has um, rum, rum, banana liqueur, blackberry liqueur, something like that, grenadine, mm-hmm. lime juice, pineapple juice. I think I got everything. Yep. Yeah. Well, so mine's kind of pink and Allie's is kind of red. See, see, mine's kind of pink. Kind of like a pink red. But yours is like light pink. Yeah. So the red is like because it's like you got grenadine, right? It's the grenadine. That's what makes it red. Me, on the other hand, I had to, I, I tried to find the banana liqueur. I couldn't find a banana liqueur. There was banana cream. I was like, eh, close enough. <laughs> It works. Tastes great, though. So, um, yeah. Yay, whoever made this. The rum runners. Yeah. Dangerous. Now, I have to ask you. So, the thing about this drink is it calls for a light rum, which is basically like a white rum. That's what I did. And it calls for a navy rum. Did you get navy rum? I just used Captain Morgan. I feel like, hey, he's a captain. He's in the navy. Put the navy rum. All right. Close enough. I approve of this. I mean, I I can't deny the captain ever... It's true. So, it's true. I actually it's had Cap'n and Cap'n. It was Cap'n White Rum and Cap'n Spice Rum. So, Cap'n. I had Cap'n. I had Cap'n White Rum, but then I was like, you know what? Being a connoisseur of rum, I should expand my horizon and and try different rums. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and like I looked, googled like the top ten like list of Navy rums, and it's Navy rum is basically in how they make it. The strength it is, the backstory behind it, blah, 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 is actually pretty awesome. But that's a lot of fluff. And it's delicious. And mine came in at 69%. Nice. Mm-hmm. For so many reasons. Rum Runner, and it was like banana liqueur. Really? Like, I like bananas, but not necessarily banana flavored things, as unless it's like in a smoothie with like strawberries and stuff. Yeah, that's- but man, this... This is it's good. It's good, right? Oh god, it's so it's so freaking good. Like I'm I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't change zone. I, I I'm leading the show notes this week, so I can't completely drink this super quick like I want to. This is kind of a late loosey goosey one, so hey, don't worry about that. We're good to go. Oh, it's gonna be loosey goosey, alright. Loosey goosey. Right. Hey, let's move on to Patreon so we can get going. Oh yes. Hey, what's going on there, folks? Everybody this is for everybody. This ain't just for patrons. Nah, nah, nah. This is for everybody. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, this is some great free content and you're feeling a little <laughs> guilty about that, listen up. 
All right. So because she likes important shows that like, you know, because there's some stuff that there's some costs that go into this. Did you know? It's actually cost money. It does. It's true. I feel guilty. I'm just saying. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him. You should, we, we choose to do this. <laughs> don't, don't feel guilty. Don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. Listen to me. Listen to me. All right. Well, if you like supporting shows to talk about your hobbies and interests that you're also into, you know, you should do yourself a favor and head over to patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore and sign up and be like, hey, this is for you because I like rum runners and I like you too. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can keep this show and the rum running going. <laughs> yep. That's enough. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? So last last episode, Editor Jen already kind of slid into the episode and with the news of Frances Townsend, she who shall not be named. We just named her. A, I know. I feel disgusted right now. Um, I feel well. It's bad. It feel, feels bad, man. Uh, so she was. I'm not going to go into all of it. it I'm, I can't. I really just cannot. Otherwise, this drink will be gone right now. But she was ABK's chief compliance officer and the former sponsor of ABK's Woman Network, which she did jack off for. Uh, she stepped out of the company and took on an advisory role instead. So it's it's one of those things where like, yay, she's out of the company, but... She's not really out. She's advising Bobby Kotick still. Like, she's doing stuff still. And so at first, like, the headline came out. Everyone's like, yay, woo. But if you actually read the articles, she's not completely gone yet. No. And she's so not. that's that's a thing. And there was this whole, it just bothers me. There was this whole thing where she was like, oh, that one email that made it sound like I was a horrible person. It wasn't me. It was Bobby Kotick who wrote that. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, but hey, look at this now. I'm going to step out of the company and advise Bobby Kotek. Like, I, mm, we're not going to get into it. Otherwise, Editor Jen is going to get the bleep button ready because I can't even with her. Uh, I can't even. I don't have a bleep button on this. Maybe I should get a bleep button on here. I, was, I mean, I have a bleep button on my little GoXLR mini over here. Post. but I'll do it all in post. <laughs> <laughs> I already make you edit enough. We're not going to do it anymore. Anyways, we're going to talk about how ABK retaliated against the Raven QA staff who are working on unionizing. So the National Labor Relations Board, they found out that ABK gave their QA workers some good improvements to their working conditions back in April. We were all happy about it. We thought it was a great thing, and it is a great thing. But that included giving a bunch of them full-time employee status, full benefits. Sorry, he put the glasses back on. I'm super distracted now. He's all Ellen Johned up over there. Um, <laughs> and his infamous landscaping hat. It's true. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Chef kiss. Fantastic. Uh, anyways, yes, yeah, so they did all these great things for QA workers, which actually equaled to about 1,100 employees. And that's great. We were really happy with them. They were finally making $20 an hour. Like, it's it's good, right? I mean, it's not good, but it's better, right? It's not terrible. That, it's not terrible. It's not, like, depending like, on where you live, bad, like, that's not, it's actually not pretty terrible. decent. But depending on where you live, like, it could be... It's a lot better than what it is before, okay? It could have been better, but at least it was something, right? However, all of these great new benefits did not include the Raven Studio QA workers. The ones who fought really hard for the union, 
Oh, and by the way, one. And so the NLRB is calling this retaliation for these workers union organizing activities. And of course, Activision's defense is that due to legal obligations requiring employers not to grant wage increases while an election was pending, the company was unable to offer new pay initiatives at Raven because they would be brand new kinds of compensation changes of the kind prohibited in the run-up to a union vote. So, I, f- I feel like the NLRB knows what the, all those rules are. And basically now we have the NLRB calling them out on this BS. And ABK is already saying that they're, they're going to defend themselves and, and all these findings during the RL and NL, there's too many letters in the ABK news anymore during the NLRB's litigation process and also an appeals court if they have to. I, 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 uh, what are your thoughts, Jen? To me, the, the whole unionization with the Raven QA staff and the way, you know, Activision Blizzard act as a whole, to me, I just go, yep. Yep, you're, uh, you're a horrible capitalist country in this hell scape that we live in of the capitalism ridiculousness of you know pay those who actually do the work for you as little as possible while boosting your profits as much as you possibly can and all while skirting the rules of doing things like actually not actually giving your c-suite employees real you know incomes you're just doing it all through stock options and things like that so they pay less taxes than their secretaries just disgusting crap like that and i'm personally sick of it and I hate it and it just makes me go hmm someone should do something about that yeah that's my thoughts yeah <laughs> yep uh i yeah i feel like my thoughts have already come across <laughs> i at this point it's one of those things where none of this bad news is surprising me anymore like very briefly at some point today, when it's on my lunch break, I saw there's some other news story that I have not had a chance to actually look at yet about some new sexual allegations against some other employee manager or something or other that just left in September because they quietly stepped out. And now these allegations are coming forth. And so it's just, I didn't look at it and I'll I'll get, grab the link and give it to Jen for next, the next show notes. But it's just, it, it's one of the things where sadly, it does not surprising me anymore. And that's, uh, frustrating and blood boiling and ugh. <laughs> it's a lot of ugh going on right now. <sighs> yeah. It's tiring. Uh, yes. Yeah. Very tiring. I'm going to drink more. All right. I'm well, supposed to do the notes, but I'm drinking more for just a second. All right. Well, we drink more. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say play the, play the bumper. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I hard agree with everything Ali said, and we're going to do uh, this button. What you talking about? Well, we've talked about rum and ABK and rum. We talked about rum a lot. That's a good night to me. We're going to talk about something else now. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yep. So patch 9.2 brought us Sarah Mortis. We were going to learn about the secrets of the first ones. And the following quote is actually how Blizzard introduced us to Zareth Mortis at one point said created by the first ones as a workshop to create afterlives Zareth Mortis's denizens the Atoma have built all that exists in the Shadowlands it is an otherworldly location that defies all concept of reality or physics the jailer intends 
who uses secrets within to reshape reality and to bend it and bend it to his malevolent will words. So a lot of the expansion, if you really think about it, led up to this patch in which the jailer's hard work and plans were finally going to be achieved. Hurrah for him. Or so he thought we messed things up, blah, blah, blah. One of the things I know I personally was looking forward to is deciphering the language of the Otoma. They made a big deal about it. And tell me if I'm wrong here, Jen, but I was led to believe that we were going to be learning some information about the first ones. Did, did you feel that way? Yes. Did you feel like the, the language and the runes? And we're like, you're going to learn how to decipher these things and you're going to learn things. And we were going to get a big old meaty cheeseburger or steak of delicious lore that was going to be served on a plate for us to devour to our heart's content. And then we, Did you feel that way? I, that's what I felt. And then we got this like weird Salisbury steak. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wasn't yeah, what I was expecting. Yeah. No, no. Like, I don't, I don't want to speak for everyone. You know, some people in the community have a habit of speaking for everyone. I'm not going to do that. We, we don't do that on this show. We do not speak for everyone. I know for myself, I quested, I explored. I clicked on every single damn cipher console many times. My trusty, you know, poke a poke at my side. It's a little pirate hat. And then that glorious moment came when I finally had the Atoma's language fully translated. These words were collected into our cipher lore codex. And I happily sat down and read it all, ready for my lore steak dinner. It's hungry and it's right for it. Instead, I was served up a school cafeteria quality pre-made patty of a bland hamburger. <laughs> it reminds me of BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least with that, we, we it was the magic of BlizzCon. Yeah. I just seasoning that hamburger. Just re- but still oh. they were pretty crappy. It just reminds me <laughs> when, when we met up and we were talking and then my wife was like, it's tastes like they were boiled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I miss BlizzCon. Anyways, so sure, this Cypher Lore Codex was, it was neat. It was neat to read. And sure, I could put enough ketchup and cheese on that hamburger and manage to enjoy it. There are a couple of things pointed out in this codex that were a small nod to some lore-related things, but that seemed to be it. Despite all this, I have been wanting to go through this codex on this show to see if we can dig around, find a thing of note, and have fun in the process. Plus, Dracorus also jumped into Discord one day and requested that we talk about it. That was quite a while ago, so here we are. We're, we're, we're going to talk about it. We're, we're doing it. We did it finally. We're doing the thing. What's going on, Dracorus? Yes. How you doing? Hi. Hi, we're here. We're doing and it. If you're being a patron, you don't need to feel guilty. <laughs> And hey, if you have a show idea for us, you can also jump into our Discord and suggest it. We might take it up. It's true. Run with it. With rum. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. This Cypher Lore Codex is subtitled as a collection of meditations on the creations of the first ones. Tonight, for your listening pleasure, we'll be going through each single one. Meditating with the first ones, or meditating on their creations. What, whatever, it's, it's, it's all good. So while this codex seems to be more philosophical in nature, maybe we can find a little nugget or a meatball of information. We're going to Ikea, get some meatballs. <laughs> I, 
Those meatballs are better than some kind of bland cafeteria boiled meat. It's true. Those are really so good. I've only had them once and they were dang good. And we have an Ikea here. It just is a pain about to go to. Same. Those meatballs are really good. They're really good. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to take some turns reading these and talking about them. Sometimes other times there's nothing to talk about. So the first one that we got was variations in actualization. And it reads, when does an idea truly become its own individual? Every one of us is carefully created, structured, and meant to serve a purpose. Each line painstakingly drawn and put together to create a strong latticework, but still whole on its own. When is the line distinct from the design? See? Philosophical <laughs> meditations and whatnots. And that's what all this... I'm just going to warn you all now, listeners. That's basically what all this feels like. It's just more philosophical thoughts mm-hmm. on the first ones. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is a good one. Let me, let me see here. Hmm. Well, what are your thoughts, sir, Allie? Well, I process my own because you did these notes and you might have more of a thought on it than I do at the moment. I mean, some of them have had a thought and then some of them was like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> that's why I like to do these conversations with Jen because he and how his brain works is a beautiful thing for these kind of things. And I mean, and some of this, granted, this is basically, from my understanding, it's the Atoma reflecting on the first ones and the nature of the first ones and the first ones, various creations. Right. And, but, but I mean, you can apply it to real life too. Like when does an idea truly become its own individual? Right. And we all serve a purpose apparently. Sure. And, and, and I actually, if we're talking real life stuff, I kind of like this whole thought of how, you know, we're put together and like we're strong lattice work. Like, we're, we're, we're together, right? But we're still individuals. We're individuals together. Because we're still whole on our own. And I thought that was kind of cool. So you can kind of see a moment where real life is reflected within. Sure, yeah. Th- this game philosophical book <laughs> that we found in the game. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of actualization, I mean, this feels like, I mean, if it almost feels like Descartes wrote this. You know, when does an idea truly become its own individual? Because, you know, it was Descartes that said, I think, therefore I am. Right. So that right basically right. says is like a thought or an idea. The fact that you are a thinking, you know, entity means that you are an individual. Uh, so that right there, when does an idea truly become its own individual? It's, well, it's because if you are a thinking being right if you are somehow the universe manifested to think upon itself that is almost what it feels like that this is trying to say because every one of us is carefully created and structured and meant to serve a purpose that is almost like some type of to me that like that that just goes to your belief and you know your ideas of, of it's like do we all serve a purpose or is there a meaning for everything you know that I, I don't I, to take or leave it like I don't know <laughs> that one that one to me <laughs> that sentence kind of like a throwaway line it's like yeah we all meant to serve a purpose do we <laughs> right yeah I don't know so 
I mean, we spent all of Corsia talking about learning about the purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, purpose, 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 right? So, ooh. yes, right. And then each line painstakingly drawn and put together to create a strong latticework. To me, that feels like, you know, I'm sure many of you listeners have uh, seen and uh, at least at least tangentially enjoyed uh, the movie The Prince of Egypt, right? A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shine, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. Right, right. So, uh, it's a good song. I love that you knew all those lines, like, right off the top of your head. probably butchered the last <laughs> little bit there, but you get the, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. Um, yeah, it's... To me, I just I just look at it as like, yeah, uh, apparently you need to look at yourself through the first one's eyes, right? You get the idea. Prince of Egypt again. <laughs> <laughs> but still a hole on its own. I mean, I feel like that's just their weird way of saying ropes. We're back to ropes, everybody. So we, uh, we intertwine together. We all are our own thread, but we intertwine into the rope. And then each of these ropes intertwine into the great lattices. And Allie has just smacked her forehead on the microphone because ropes. Uh, <laughs> so when is the line distinct from the design? It's all, it's all going to be a matter of perspective. Honestly, it's a matter of perspective. It's like, are you looking at your your life individually as, uh, you know, Anduin and uh, his alter ego, Jarek? Or are you looking at, uh, you know, the alliance and the, the group there? Are you looking at all of Azeroth? It's all, it's all a matter of perspective there. So these... This one is very much, uh, hey, everybody, I sound deep, but am not. I am super shallow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, hey, everybody, I got some I got some real thinky shit to do. No, no, you don't. That's like <laughs> their philosophy 101 there, buddy. It's, it's like, right. This is like intro course is like as, I, as I'm talking through it. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making making some points and it just all kind of falls apart. I'm like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, and some of it seems like, you know, if you look at the line, when is the line distinct from the design? So when, if you think about the line as like each individual creation, if you will, of the first ones. So when is each of them distinguishable from the creation as a whole and the, from the, from the, the mold, if you will. Yeah, never and always. When is it? It's both. Yeah. It's like Schrodinger's freaking distinction. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it all depends on your perspective. I mean, it's it's the same type of thing. If you watch Talia's and Evatel video when they were d- discussing the the cosmology chart, the cosmology chart is uh, they're they're both accurate simultaneously is what he decide what they basically were able to prove in a three D landscape, not in a two dimensional, but in a three D landscape. You could prove that they're both true, and that may actually be what's here is what, what they're getting at is. When is the line, the sing- the singularity, the line, right, distinct from the entire creation? There is no distinction. We are all together and all individuals at once. So it's kind of like a spirograph. You remember the spirograph? You ever did spirograph oh, yeah, when you were absolutely. a kid? Absolutely. Those are beautiful. I love the heck out of those. And like you would do each individual line and stuff. And then when it's done, like you look at the whole thing and that each individual line was all part of it and it's, it's cool looking. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like that. I want a spirograph now. I want to sit down and just do spirographs. Yeah, those are pretty great. I had a little pocket spirograph when I was, when I was a kid. Was nice. Like, you do that. Yeah. No, I, was, I had one, but it had like all the different like size circles and things you could do. And Yeah, I, I had a friend that yeah. had like the weird, all the weird cogs where they were like all weird shapes that weren't just circles. They were just like, they were like, 
Yeah. Nah, little things. And I was like, man, I'm just saying. But what, what, what was that again? Nah, that? You know, you just okay. right. the idea. That shape. Everyone knows that shape, Everybody right? Everybody knows that shape. Who knows yeah. that shape? It's, it's, like, it's like a circle, <laughs> but weird armies on it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just little arms. <laughs> weird, weird armies. Little armies. Little, not like armies, <laughs> like like hup two, hup two, little army. No, no, like, like I got lots of arms. Like, <laughs> wow. Little arms. This way, that way. I know exactly which one you're talking about because I had it, but mm -hmm. it's just, um, it's funny to hear you say it. That's all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you want to read the next one? <laughs> I would love to read The Reflections on Choice. Oh, this one's like made for me. <laughs> All of creation resides in the heart, does it now? Does it? All right. A central point that flows outward into endless possibilities. Okay. Get that. All paths have been traveled, but never the same twice. Eh, maybe. Each choice is unique. Disagree. The song ever changes into a new and beautiful tune with every step. Okay. So we got the reflection of choice. Before I weigh in on this, Allie, when you were typing these notes out and you were looking at this, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Did you have any? Or you were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, when I first read this, I saw this as a d concept of maybe the first ones giving free will to their creations, maybe? Maybe. Because each, if they're going to sit here and say that each choice is unique and... All paths have been traveled, but never the same twice. It kind of sounds a little bit like maybe the first ones gave some free will or uh, some kind of feeling of free will, whether it actually was free will or not, to their creations or some of their creations. And maybe the heart... That, that first line's getting me a little bit like all creation resides in the heart... And it's a central point that flows outward into endless possibilities. Sure. Yeah. Like, is, is the first one's the heart? Yeah, the first two sentences to me feel just very generic. Like, hey, we, universe was created from a central point. A central point flows outward into endless possibilities. It's like, from the creation of, especially since we're talking about, like, you know, the first ones and all that, we obviously got to jump into, like, the Big Bang Theory of, like, the singularity and right. Because if you go back to Chronicle, not first ones mentioned, but just Chronicle, where we're talking about the, the void and the light, boop, 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 right? Coming together, big bangy, bangy. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, fine. You can have it. <gasps> That's what she said. <laughs> Continue. So, yeah, you get the you get the big bangy, bangy. Uh, and, um, you know. A central point that flows into the outward, endless possibilities. So yeah, you have all the endless possibilities coming from the creation of everything. And then we say all paths have traveled, but never the same twice. That's basically saying to me, it's like, yeah, we have the all these different paths, never the same twice. It's like, well, okay, maybe, sure, whatever. That's like saying every single steak I've ever eaten is never the same steak. It's always different, different cow. Mm, it's delicious though. It's, you know, you get the idea. <laughs> And then it's like each choice is unique. It's like the song ever changes into a new and beautiful tune with every step. So it does feel like they're trying to say, you know, this is titled Reflection on Choice. And it feels like they are a believer in free will, right? 
where, you know, kind of going back to Sylvanas and Anduin's discussion about free will. We've never had free will. I'm kind of on Sylvanas' side. We've never had free will. And in my, yeah. my personal opinion, everything kind of boils down to luck, as I see it. It's like no one actually chooses. No one makes a choice to be born. No one makes the choice to do anything uh, in the beginning of their existence. Um, and so much of the quote-unquote choices that you have available to you are always limited by the circumstances in which you were, you know, created, born, whatever, into. And that's, yeah, there are obviously choices that feels like you have a choice. There are choices throughout, but it's always limited. And that's why it's probably saying you have the reflections on choices. You never have a an endless choices where it's like, I want to have a, you know, instead of saying like, I want to have dinner tonight, you just say, I want to have a, I don't freaking know. Like my my brain is limited to the point where I can't even come up with an analogy because there's the, my choices are limited. <laughs> and maybe I'll come up with something, but it's like it's like I'd like to fly to Paris, uh, you know, on my my wings and fly away. And it's, no, I don't have that choice because it's not a, it's not that's not a thing. You know? Obviously, I don't have unlimited choices. Just like this thing is saying that you know all this kind of stuff. But yeah, this is just my weird, long, rambly way of saying. It feels like they're trying to make a reflection on choice. And then it's simply saying that at the beginning with the first ones, there was a creation of endless possibilities. But those endless possibilities aren't relegated to the individual. Because yes, the endless possibilities come from the fact that there are an endless number of creations of individuals going back to the you know, when does an idea truly become its own individual? It's like, well, it's because when you have an, an individual, they have the thoughts, they tie that together. You know, that individual doesn't have endless choices. It doesn't have endless possibilities. It's, you know, so yeah. Do you have free will? No. Do you have a choice in the matter? Absolutely. So it's, it's a weird mix between the two. But yeah, it all boils yeah. down to luck to me. But that's not even what this thing is trying to even say. Because it just says that the song ever changes in a new and beautiful tune with every step. Sure, things change. I mean, that's kind of what they're, I guess they're saying there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I will say the first two sentences, I had a thought. First one is all of creation resides in the heart. And then it says a central point that flows outward into endless possibilities. So think about it. Think about our bodies, right? Our heart pumps blood to the rest of our body. And who knows what the various parts of the body are going to do with that blood flow. Endless possibilities. So that's the thing. Sure. And you can like expand that out to a universe where it's deep. There's a heart somewhere of the universe possibly. And who knows? Maybe it's freaking Azeroth by the way they freaking keep doing the cosmology charts. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heart of the universe. Hey, we're super special. So I hope way way down the road whenever they decide that they're done with wow and they're gonna they're gonna tie up the story somehow in some bow that we're all desperate for and may never get that they finally give us like the legit finalized cosmology chart and it could be a 3d model if it's all these different you know powers that think it looks like this and that and the other like okay but give us the final piece of what they see it to be right i would be happy yeah Sorry, that was random no that's not random I, i'd love that too where it's like it feels like like when chris was still around working there he's like yeah let's write it all down let's get it all let's get it all buttoned up and things like that and then he was like 
Sorry, guys, I'm out. Uh, the new team was like, well, that's cool, Chris, but we got some ideas. We're not going to say you were wrong, but we're going to like put some stuff in there that's a little different. <laughs> yeah, I think we just at the end, we need a final one as like a love letter to all of us in the lore community. That is just, you know, it's all about it, about it. Episode 753, we'll let you know what that was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Absolutely. Go take it away. This one actually has a couple little little possible little, little nuggets, little, little meatballs, if you will. A meditation on existence. Existence is contextual. A, the light cannot be defined without the dark. To have one requires the other. Language is also contextual. There's only meaning with reasoning. The deeper the reasoning, the ever-changing the meaning. Their thoughts encompass everything and nothing all at once. They are what we cannot comprehend. Yep. <laughs> so one lines that is pointed out in any article that you look at about the codex of lore here, right? Right here, right? Codex of the first one. What is it actually called? I've called this thing like 10 different na- names. Cypher Lore Codex. <laughs> You should have heard all the different names I gave it while I was doing the show notes. It's great. It's great. It's great. Um, but when you look at various thoughts and opinions on this codex here, the one line that every one of their mom points out is this line of the light cannot be defined without the dark. To have one requires the other. So a lot of people are saying that that points to our whole light versus shadow war. That's dumb. No. Really? Talk to me about this. No. That's like saying you can't actually experience true happiness without sadness. That's kind of true. If you don't have the, the if you don't have the lows, you won't actually appreciate the highs. That's why some people That's true. That's true. That's actually why some people who take SSRIs that just mellows them out to like if the lows are a one and the like manic highs are a ten, the SSRIs is just like you're a five now. Everything is a five. That's kinda like me. It's actually weird. My my personality is like Highest I go is like a six and a half, maybe a seven. Like I'm, not, I'm not like. Wah. I can see that with you. But my yeah, and my lows are like three and a half at worst. I'm just like that sucks. <laughs> very, very mellowed and, and things like that. But some people, some people out there are like, wow, right? When you go to BlizzCon, they're like, you get the highs, and you just like, I don't get that. I'm just like, this is sweet. I like this. This is nice. <laughs> That's when my brain kind of works. Um, but then others, the same people that have those like really, really high highs, they also get those really low lows where they're just like, life is over and we're going to, it's it's bad. It's bad. And we're in the dark place right now. And then eventually you'll get back out and you get back to your kind of like middle ground of like five, five and a half. And you're like, this life is normal. It's, it's like, meh, it's fine. So that is what to me where it's like existence is contextual. Yes, existence is contextual. It absolutely is. The light cannot be defined without the dark. Yes, that's true. This is not, to me, this is not saying like, oh, we got the dark and the void and the light. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course, we all know that's coming. But to me, this isn't saying that, this is totally confirmation that the light and the void war is coming. It's like, you know, we've had that for a long time. Just go look at the freaking Velen thing. He knows it's coming. It's, it's, it's happening. It's happening, baby. He hangs out with Naru. <laughs> 
But this is just saying that to me, existence is contextual. You cannot experience anything to its full effect without experiencing its opposite, right? It's, you know, you cannot truly appreciate the good times if you've never had the bad. That's true. Yeah. Because to me, sometimes the good times are like, sweet. And that's like the, that's like, that's, that's it. Cause I don't, I don't hit those low lows. I haven't had the really bad in my life. My life is pretty blase in terms of the, the ups and down swings. I just haven't had those. Um, yeah. And, and other people, they've, they've had, they've experienced the swings of the, of the lows to the lows and then the highs and the highs. And it's just like, yep. This is, I sure have. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here going like, I like BlizzCon. BlizzCon is nice. Or Hawaii or whatever. I was just like, this is nice. You know, I got to go to Ireland with my wife. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, but if you were like following behind as like a eavesdropper kind of person, you'd be like, Jen doesn't seem that happy. It's like, it's, that's my, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm an idol. Like you saying it's like things don't, I don't, I don't hit the 10. Like I don't red line. When you shift the gear and that little needle on the tackles into the red and reads 9,000 RPM, that's bad. Right. That's not, that's not, how, that's not how I work. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's that's what it is. And it's also, language is also contextual. You're damn right it is. Yes, very much so. I'm the editor, so I'm, I'll just say it. Fuck is only a bad word because we say it's a bad word. There's, <laughs> there's, there is no actual, like, like for example, is, is that a bad word? No. What was that? That was just me making sounds. Nope. <laughs> language is contextual because we as a society and a group and, and a culture have all agreed that's bad that's bad why is it bad because we said it was so it's completely contextual if i said like yeah you might know this one for example chico tomadre no nothing no yeah so i'm gonna i i feel like i should know because like the bells are going in my head yeah hi spanish speakers also... i just said go after, uh-huh. go after your mother <laughs> that's what I... <laughs> okay, i was gonna say like that sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so to say that language is contextual, yeah, like it, it absolutely is. It all comes down to culture. It comes down to you know situations and things like that. And sometimes people will hear you say certain things, but like, yes, they're angry, they're mad. And other times they'll hear you say something and go, "You're just an immature dork that doesn't know how to speak without being lame." <laughs> it's completely contextual. And then if we continue this, where it says there is only meaning with reasoning. Correct. For example, when I said a bunch of gobbledygook that meant nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. It, there is no meaning unless you have a reason behind it. For example, did, I'm just going to say I've been to a couple, uh, let's say, um, church revivals back in my day where people spoke in tongues. Just saying it's a little weird. But then su- supposedly someone translates it. And I say, OK. Sure. Only has meaning with reason, right? If someone only, if someone translates it or if you someone tells you what's going on, I'm just going to leave that one alone and just say, moving on. <laughs> but yeah, so he says the the deeper the reasoning, the ever changing the meaning. And yeah, meanings of words and language change over time. For example, if I were to say, what's going on, Liam? That's no cap. You just That would mean a thing to you. To me, that means nothing. It sounds like gobbledygook crap. But it's like no cap or whatever. I don't 
I don't, I'm not Gen Z. I'm going to put it that way. I'm not Gen Z. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Apparently, that means I'm not lying. I don't get it. That, that is what it means. Yes. I don't get it, but I'm just, I don't use it in my everyday language. But to him, that was like, you sound. I take it as no crap. Yeah. Get it? No, no sure. crap. No, no cap. Apparently, that's like, crap. that's just like language to people that are younger. They just, they just, they understand yeah. it. And I just move along and go. They, they have their own context to it. Yeah. To me, I just go, I'm old. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like to me. We'll, we'll, we'll be old together. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what it sounds like to me. It's like, wow, is that okay? Go ahead. Hit me with the okay boomer. It's fine. I, 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 I will embrace <laughs> it. But I don't care, care anymore. And they say their thoughts encompass everything and nothing all at once. Yes. Have you ever had a really deep thought and you're like, this is amazing. And then, you know, you, a few days later, you're like, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, there are thoughts that come as everything and nothing all at once. To me, they're, I mean, you could take this a couple of ways. You could say, yeah, it's just like their thoughts are, are everything and nothing all at once. Sure. Almost like Schrodinger's thinky thinks. Uh, but to me, if you want to get back to, to Warcraft a little bit, their thoughts encompass the light, which is everything, and the dark, which is nothing. Right? Ooh, right. Tie back into a little, little Warcraft there. So, I don't freaking know. To me, this is just it's meditation on existence. And they're just like, I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> because if they even end with, they are what we cannot comprehend. Right. That's their, that's their cop See- out. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I like that. It sounds like a cop out. See, to me... The whole end of the thoughts encompass everything and nothing all at once. And they are what we cannot comprehend. I took that as, you know, it's pointing to the knowledge and power of the first ones. They're something we cannot even comprehend. But you're right. I mean, in, in, in another light through a different lens, it does just sound kind of like a cop out. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We go, yeah. It's like when people say it works in mysterious ways. I'm like, Sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a cap out to me. It just means you don't get it. <laughs> well, the other thing I was thinking of too, with the whole light, like the light cannot be defined without the dark. To have one requires the other, kind of sounds like loops. Or have we had our whole thing about the closed loop system? Yes. And the other various loops in the cosmos, loops, loopy loops. To have one requires the other for the loop to loop and ropes and ropes. <laughs> loops are made of ropes. That's what's happening. I think you should read the next one while I pour my Yes, yes, we should. Because then we told each other, hey, bring extra booze. This is going to be a weird one. <laughs> if if you see our our Discord conversation, that's basically what I told him. Pretty much. It'll be fine because we have rum. Reflections on reality. A desire to tame the wild. Make what is vicious playful. It can shift one to the other with every, with enough time, with enough time. The weave of reality flows in all directions, making any outcome possible. This one's crap. I don't like this one. This is dumb. <laughs> I mean, we already talked about how any outcome is possible. Yeah. Back, back with the whole <laughs> that flows to endless possibilities. I, mean, I feel like we already talked about this enough. Yeah, moving on. Let's do circles and cycles. This one's dumb. <laughs> circles and cycles. The circles are industrious. True beings of harmony. Their thoughts flow like a river that breaks into smaller and smaller channels that feed once again into the greater stream. 
there is no beginning or end to them. They are always whole. So, so here, here there's a little story for you, everybody. Oh, okay. Story time with Jen. Very, Let's go. No, not a long story. Very short story. Oh. Very short. So, Jacoris. We like Jacoris. He's kind of the one that said, hey, you should do this. So this is this one's for you, Jacoris, because a man from the United Kingdom, he has a passion. He has a passion within them that you wouldn't think he has, but he does. And he has a passion for country music, particularly Garth Brooks. <laughs> so when I hear this and he says, their thoughts flow like a river, all I can think is, Every dream is like a river, ever changing where it goes. <laughs> that is classic Garth. That's true. Classic Garth. <laughs> There's your story. It's going on. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> that's That was the story. Yep. That's the whole story. It's called Your Chorus Like Country Music. And I thought of Garth Brooks when you read this because their thoughts flow like a river. Ever changing where ever it changing goes. Ever changing as it goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll sail my vessel. Something, something, something. I don't remember the lyrics off the top of my head. The river runs dry. Yeah. Thank you. I grew up, I'm sorry, like, I grew up with, like, having country music and classic rock, like, drilled into my head. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's, I, I. <laughs> so good. I'm just saying. So good. Okay, getting back to this now. <laughs> so the circles are industrious, huh? How are they industrious? I don't know. Are they pie or u- something? Useful because they're loops. Three point one four. If you, if you take if you take like a circle and twist it, you make it into like a little loopy loop. Wait, yeah, I don't numbers of pie. I, I, they're always whole. There's no beginning or end because it just keeps going infinity, right? All right, so let's look at this. So their thoughts, as in, I'm guessing their first one's thoughts, flow like a river that breaks into smaller and smaller channels uh-huh. that feed once again to the greatest stream. So wait, are we talking about the circle's thoughts or the first one's thoughts? I don't know what the freaking circles have anything to do with this. The, the, the circles part is confusing me because like the circles are industrious. So <laughs> and this the C in circles was very clearly capitalized. And so what... What exactly are the circles capitalized C? What are these talking about right now? I don't know. Circles, I mean, there's like, it's like weird geometry cult or something like that. It's the circles. <laughs> I don't know. Very weird. Are we talking about like the Orby thingies? Maybe. The Orbies. Like go out. Cause like all, all those Orby floating things in Zareth Mortis are supposed to hold like and contain the various bits of seeds and creation and whatnot and stuff to go out and like bloom and blossom and make stuff and so i was like those would be industrious right uh, maybe they could be beings of harmony oh do, do they have thoughts i don't know and at that point I'm like, are we talking about the first ones again i just are the first ones circles are these just a bunch of circles that are like hanging out <laughs> in a group i don't know It'd be pretty I funny. This is bunch of circles. They're not even. They're not even spheres. They're just circles. They're just like <laughs> just two D circles. Yeah, welcome to Flatland, everyone. I am a circle. <laughs> you cannot see me. You only. You only see me as a as a, as a, as a little bit of a line. A little bit of a line because it's two dimensional. That's it. Yes. You're looking at me from the <laughs> right. wrong angle. I don't freaking know. 
right? Very strange. All right. We should just move on to the next one, I think. Unless you have anything else you want to add about circles and cycles. Well, I'm just going to ignore circles because it says their thoughts flow like a river that break into smaller and smaller channels that feed once again into a greater stream. So, 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 so you that's these a cycle rivers, right there. You have these rivers that keep breaking off. And they're like, what are that? They break off into the greater stream. There is no beginning or end to them. They are always whole. Okay, sure. They go to the ocean. Okay. Well, in circles, like if you, like they, they're always whole. Right? If you cut it off, it becomes a C instead of a circle. Or maybe it's just all about the cycles. I don't know. Screw the circles. It's all about the cycles. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I think I'm ready to move on to the next one. Yeah, let's just let's just move on to the next one. I think that's you, buddy. Yeah, that is. So we have a meditation on secrets. Secrets must be kept, stored away, contained safely so that they may be revealed at the correct time and place. A secret told too soon is ruinous to all. The archives maintain the balance. The grand design of the first ones must be protected at all costs. AKA, the first ones are dirty teases that won't give us our damn steak dinners. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets must be kept. We cannot tell any of the lore community or any of the players what's going on. The first ones must be protected at all costs. We can't tell them jack about anything. <laughs> a secret told too soon is ruinous to all, so we cannot tell them anything. Nothing will be revealed because it's not the correct time and place. We will tease them and drag them along, make them wanting more. They get no steak. That's what this was to me. Yeah. So secrets. <laughs> secrets must be kept. Stevie D. I mean, I'm good at keeping secrets and I don't, I don't reveal them. It's not my place to reveal them. I get that. But this is this is different. We we need to we need to know things. And I'm very bitter that we don't know things. I agree. Very bitter. Stop keeping your secrets. <laughs> we'll protect the first ones. It's fine. Just tell them their damn secrets. I uh, you know the secrets with cat is like okay, whatever. Stored away, contained safely, so that they may be revealed at the correct time and place. Are you just literally telling me it's like, hey, uh, lore folks, you're not allowed to know yet? Because I think that's what they're telling us. Do, are they are they telling us this because they don't know either? I think yes. I think yes. <laughs> Frosty Osby's gone, and so now they have <laughs> ability to do what they want with the story. So now they're still figuring out what they're doing with the first ones. I feel like it was like they had like the outline that was left to them and like CVD and the rest of the lore team like you know and Stickney and everyone like that joined and they all went this feels bad this feels, super feels bad, problematic <laughs> <laughs> let's um we're gonna tell them secrets must be kept <laughs> we can't tell them yet because <laughs> really it's gonna be the lore community that really 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 digs into this codex right so maybe this was a note just for us. Like, hey, hey, everyone, we see you, but you can't know things yet. Sorry. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the philosophical meditations in jazz. It's like, oh, you thought you were getting something out of us? <laughs> no. Here's some circles and cycles and philosophy. Enjoy. Enjoy. We we are <laughs> the Warcraft story team. <laughs> Enjoy. You will enjoy this. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
So we're, Do you have any other thoughts on this? I don't. This is just, I feel like they're just rubbing it in our face now. They're like, nah. It really does. Secrets. <laughs> you, you want us to tell you? <laughs> we're not telling you jack shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Variations on majesty. I hear their song ring out across the water. Melodies in the pattern telling stories to all. Jumping. Swimming. Running, bulbous, and majestic. <laughs> they stand strong. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, I get how patterns and fractals and things like that can be actually beautiful to some. I get that. Bulbous, bulbous, bulbous. So to me, that's like the word bulbous <laughs> has always just been like... <laughs> You know, Richard Nixon has kind of a bulbous nose. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what I think when I think of bulbous. It's something that's like a bulbous nose or a bulbous, I don't know, growth, maybe? Yeah, if you just think it's bulbous, it's like, eh. What is this bulbous? Apparently the bulbous is majestic. That's that's what throws me. If you just like, it's bulbous, I'll be like, okay, it's sure. It's rude. What is it? But then they threw majestic in there and you're like, what? (laughs) These are two adjectives that do not go together. (laughs) I do not understand. And I feel like if if this, if the melodies are jumping and swimming and running, they've probably thinned out a little bit. They're probably not bulbous anymore. I guess. Bulbous can be majestic. I get that. But if they're, if they're that active, they're not bulbous anymore. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're a little, a little bulbousy. It's whatever. <laughs> so the, me- the the melodies are bulbous and majestic. So they're the melodies are. Let's just say that they're very round and full. Okay. So so the melodies are full. Okay. And and they ring out across the water, and and the the patterns are the melodies. So they they and they have stories to tell. But as we learned from the last one, they're not going to tell us a damn thing. They're not going to tell us any damn secrets. But apparently those secrets are stories to tell and that are bulbous and majestic. And we don't get the bulbous and majestic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got I got nothing on this one. <laughs> hey, that's all I got. <laughs> it's the story they have to tell are is bulbous and majestic, everyone. And they're not telling it to us yet. Because they're secrets. And secrets must be kept. They're secrets. Because a secret told too soon is ruinous. Those, so they have to keep it. Because those, keep a secret, keep it safe. And those secrets stand strong. Those those bulbous, majestic secrets stand strong. <laughs> <laughs> After yep. they were jumping, swimming, and running. <laughs> I don't know what the jumping is. I don't know whether we're jumping. It's like swimming, running. If they just, instead of jumping, they said biking. They're like, doing a triathlon. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Iron Man, baby. Well, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they're just so excited to be jumping around because they're just so bulbous and full of life and ready to be shared with the world. Has a podcast oh, ever share- used the word bulbous so many times? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not ever. I'm th- ever, I'm thinking ever. No. I'm thinking no. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautifully bulbous. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think from now on, whenever they're like, like, that's great. That's great. I'm just going to be like, that's so bulbous. 
That's, that's, it's so bulbous, guys. So bulbous it's so bulbous. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's so bulbous and majestic. It is. It's very bulbousy. See, normally we would say, oh, it's so meaty. It's so meaty. We always like, like use nope, the term. It's, it's bulbous. bulbous. So bulbous. So bulbous. <laughs> we call it Bulbasaur. It's like, what? <laughs> Whole new meaning to Bulbasaur. It is. Whole new meaning. Whole new meaning. All right. You want to jump into a hymn of all? So. Yep. Let's just let's just do that. The land shifts as needed. From dust to lush, from forest to desert. Or is it desert? I don't know. It changes to suit their needs, to build their great designs. The first ones, architects of the pattern. In their wisdom, we stand in awe. Any thoughts? That's beautiful. Any thoughts? Uh, well, my first thought was really shallow in that, hey, in Zerus Mortis, we had areas that were green and lush and areas that were desert. I don't. That was my first. That was my first thought on this hymn of all. I don't think that's shallow. I think that's. I think that's what they're probably going for. <laughs> they were like, let's try something that sounds super deep, but isn't. <laughs> right. Like I get it. I mean, you're a game designer. You write this thing. Yeah, you're not actually a freaking philosopher. I mean, maybe you had a couple of philosophy courses. Maybe you even got a major in philosophy. I'm not saying you didn't, but I wouldn't necessarily call yourself a philosopher, right? <laughs> it's 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 hard because when you say the land shifts as needed okay i mean that's just saying that zareth mortis changes or the land shifts like what's going on i mean yeah i mean that's how i took it like it's just showing how because i we, we've learned from the beginning that the zareth mortis is the workshop of the first ones right right and so the workshop changes to suit their needs and to build their great designs the end. That's yeah, what it feels like to me. Yeah, because if we're, if we're scrolling back up a little bit in these notes, talking about how the language is contextual. Everything is contextual. So you have to remember that these are the freaking thoughts and meditations and ruminations of the freaking Atoma that exist in Zareth Mordet. So they're like, the land shifts as needed. To me, I'm like, land's pretty stable. I mean, I live in California. You get a little earthquake every once in a while, but it doesn't really shift as needed. It's not supposed to do that, so. <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. I mean, it happens, but I mean, I like it. My wine glasses go pink, 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 Whenever it happens, it's, it's kind of like my little my little Geiger counter. That's just radiation. What is it? Seismometer. Seismometer. There you go. Not radiation. Earthquakes. <laughs> I hope not radiation. It's different. It's different. It's that's a. Is that your secret? Is that why you're so good at this? My secret. This radiation. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> Don't tell the secret. Keep a secret. It's ruinous to. Keep a secret. It's ruinous to all. Keep my bulbous secret safe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the land shifts oh, is needed. Goodness. No, it doesn't. From dust to lush. I mean. <laughs> But yeah, that's how biomes work. I mean, <laughs> sure. True. You got you get friggin' you know, over there, like I'll just use one current podcaster and one former wow podcaster. We got we got Syrov up in up in Oregon, the lush right there. You got the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And then and then friggin' um down there in the in the friggin' what do they call it? The dust <laughs> over there is friggin' 
uh, Azeroth Roundtable down there in Arizona in the in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss them. Yeah, it's, bi- it's biomes. They they operate different things, so it's like it's biomes. Yes, yeah, there's dust and lush, and there's forest and what is it? A desert. Yep, forest and desert. That's that's yep. There you go. It changes to suit their needs. Uh, maybe there's more to the changes. To well, it's their workshop, right? So it have to change to suit their needs. I guess to build their great designs. Uh, I thought that was just a forge that just shat out afterlives. I mean, I just remember Bane was like, "Oh, look at the forge, bitch! You don't know what that thing looked like before. <laughs> <laughs> don't even pretend that you know even what the forge is." <laughs> Like, seriously, I'd be like, where's a big orb in the sky? It's doing something. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> oh, wait, it stopped doing something. Is that bad? <laughs> oh, wait, it stopped. I don't know, guys. What's going on? Right, my, I think we should move on to the next one. That's what my character was doing. I don't know what's happening. There's orbs floating <laughs> in the sky. I'm not even in the grand anymore. The grand was weird. This is even weirder. Oh, Nagrand was wonderful. I loved Nagrand. Yeah, but at least you can make sense of it. It's like, it's land floating up there. Now these are Orbeez. It's like bubbles made of rock. I like it. They're bulbous. They're bubble circles. They're, they're, and they're industrious. They're very industrious. And majestic. And majestic. Look at this. It's, we bring it all around. It's so good. <laughs> like a cycle. <laughs> it is. It's like a cycle. It's like a rope. Or a loopy. <laughs> 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 or a river that goes this way and that way and it's all a hole <laughs> see we were very we were, we were very philosophical in this first one and now we're just like what is this <laughs> this is the only way to cover this honestly <laughs> basically alright all right. variations on Next growth one? yes do it yep, yep. okay we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna breathe it's fine we're gonna breathe um. <laughs> You're not helping. Okay. Creations, growth, life. Everything bursts forth. I'm getting the giggles now and I can't do this anymore. Everything bursts forth from the spark of idea. Death is an ending that they rebuild from. Anything broken can be fixed with proper care and culling. So I took this as a cycle of life and death. The end. It's kind of what it feels like. (laughs) Right? Like it's talking about creation and growth and life. And death is an ending. But they can rebuild from it. So it's a cycle. Cause you build kinda like how, you know, when 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 things when little creatures die, they like decompose into the soil and helps like feed the soil to like grow new things, right? It's a cycle. Oh that and also anything broken can be fixed with proper care and coaling. It feels like a little like, wait, what? But if you've ever grown anything in a garden or, or yeah, had a, a nice, you know, backyard or something like that, you gotta cut some dead shit off. I'm just <laughs> It's true. It's true. We had to cut some dead aspen branches. I had to take a whole bunch of like my dead columbines. Like it's it's a whole thing, you know? Yeah, you gotta take a whole bunch of crap out. You just and then when you do that, it's like, oh, life is flourishing. You, and you it's give beautiful. room to new creation and growth. And sure enough. I take out a whole bunch of my columbines, and we got a whole bunch of new leaves. They're growing up everywhere now. It's beautiful. Everywhere. Yeah, you just you, you got you got to cut out the bleh. You got to cut the bleh, and then it's like, man, this is beautiful. It's kind of like when early explorers of North America were like, 
man, this is freaking beautiful. This land is gorgeous. What is happening? Like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Why is it just it, the, the nature here? It's so fantastic. They didn't realize that it was basically the indigenous population of the area that was keeping it beautiful and amazing. <laughs> this is very true. And they're like, oh, we should just let the wild, we should create nature preserves. Just preserve the nature as is. And they're like, why is it nature being nature issue? <laughs> it's like, it's because you kicked the people out that were tending it, you idiots. So there you go. It's true. True. You get your proper care and cooling. There it is. That's that's how you do it. You proper calling. Arthas is all about the proper calling. Bringing it back. Bringing it back to Arthas. Crazy. <laughs> Going full circle in here. Full, it's fine. full loopies. Full loopies. Yep. Full full loopies. These circles we do around, around here, here are loopies. industrious. We absolutely are. <laughs> and they're very majestically bulbous. Absolutely. So bulbous <laughs> and so majestic. It's like, wow, a frost border. How would you describe that? I don't know. Bulbous? Mmm, it's beautiful. And majestic. It's not. No, I have a mini Rossmore keychain right here. This thing is not bulbous. I could do damage with this. I bet you could, but I'm just saying, if you compare that to the regular ass sword, you'd be like, that's a little bulbous. There's some bulbies on there. I mean... It's a little bulbousy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bulbous sorry. <laughs> Did you say bulbies? Is that what you said? I said bulbousy. <laughs> Bulbousy. <laughs> is it like is it bulbies? Bulbies. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Rum runner. It's a good drink. Boom. <laughs> All right, it's working. I'm just saying. It, hey, we fixed it. Things are happening. It's it's beautiful. Hey, you want to go? Everything everything broken can be fixed. <laughs> We've learned this. <laughs> everything broken can be fixed. Proper editing. That's the calling. <laughs> that's, that's the calling and the care. Exactly. Jen's really good at that. Mm -hmm. Little little snippy snip there. Little trimmy trim there. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. It's beautiful. You want to jump into variations? Variations on cervid. Cer what is a cervid? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this before we move on. What is a cervid? Cervid is like you know like the progenitor like horsey. It's a mammal wolf of the deer thing family. Bobbies. It's a mammal of the deer family. Yeah. It's a deer family. It's the, the it's the little like wolfy deer. It's a deer thing running around. It's a variation of the servant. Servant are the part of the deer. On the Mortis. It's part of the You're deer. You're fine. It's part of the deer. Read the damn thing. I didn't know what a servant was. I felt like I should know, and now <laughs> I know. It's part of the deer. It's like reindeer. It's you obviously deer. was not in Zerth Mortis enough. I didn't pay attention. I was a servant. Apparently not. I didn't pay attention. You did not understand the assignment. I did not pay attention to the animals or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The manimals. <laughs> I don't know. You ever saw that show back in the 80s? The manimal is good. Is good. And by good, I mean it was terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay. Recording this show is the best ab workout. Continue. Variations Continue. on deer. It's a deer family. All right. With grace and beauty, the deer <laughs> lope across the land. It said servant. I said deer. Their elegant lines a delight to behold. It's, it's deer. They're very beautiful. They're elegant. Joy to the viewer, prey to the predator. Yeah, because people eat deer because deer are prey. All right. Uh, and this is the cycle eternal, a beginning and an end. Yeah, things eat deer. They shat out deer and then they make more grass. And then that, gra that deer eat that grass. It's like, 
It's kind of like uh, Lion King. It's like, yeah, don't we eat the antelope? It's like, yeah, but when, our, when we die, our bodies become the grass and the antelope eats grass. It's all part of the cycle of life. Lion King. The circle of life. I just saw Elton John. He didn't perform that song, though. I assume there's like some Disney rights to it or something like that. He's like, no, can't do that one, guys. It's entirely possible. No. No, Elton. We own that one. You can't do that one right now. So, you can't do that one right now. Can't do it. Can't do it. We <laughs> Disney owns everything, including Circle Life for the Elton John tour. So he couldn't do it. Like, so, yep. He did Rocket Man though. That was great. I like Rocket Man. That's a good one. That's a great one. I mean, I'm just saying, Mars is cold as hell. Yep. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea what they're talking about with the deer? Because that's what they're talking about. This the deer, the cervid? Deer. It, it just said, I googled cervid. And it said, a mammal of the deer family. Cervid. Okay. So let's look at it this way. The Atoma uh-huh. wrote this. Sure. The Atoma are the ones doing these meditations. So basically, this looks to me as though they're watching some cervid. And decided to kiss the ass of the first ones and say, oh, it's a joy to the viewer. This is beautiful. Great job, first ones. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, so it's just, there's, this, there's a cycle to all. The end. We love you. And you do everything right at the end. That's right, Libby. We love you. It's a, they should have done, instead of the servant, they should have done the cat. Where they're, the progenitor cat. <laughs> Where they're like, yes. Is there a progenitor cat? No, probably not. They should have done a progenitor cat. Because the cats are the best. Cats are the best. They had a little wolfy one. They had a dog, a canine. I do love that one. No, no kitty cat, though. So and up. the and the frog. I love the heck out of my progenitor frog. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that one pretty quick. I was like, this is great. I like that one. That's good. It's real good. It is real good. It's real good. All right, what? Uh, so, yeah, I did Cervid, right? So you get reflections yeah, you, you on balance. Sure, you sure did do, do those, Cervid. So yes, <laughs> reflections on balance. There is a purpose to each of us. Built with intention, we each perform our task to perfection. Building, tending, guiding, maintaining. We fulfill their wishes perfectly balanced. They're designed not to be questioned. I'm going to question it. (laughs) (laughs) Question away, dear Jen. That's why we're doing this. Why are there no kitty cat progenitors? I'm just saying. (laughs) I shall question it now. I have not seen no kitty cats. And you're talking about bulbous circles that are majestic. (laughs) What? I'm questioning. I got questions. (laughs) And your meditations... Because you're like, secrets must be kept. You don't have a lot of answers, so I got questions. So you can just be like, we're under NDA. Can't tell you. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, it's probably what's going on. Something like that, where they're just like... Those damatoma under NDA. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) With the friggin', you know, the the, the, the first one, they're like... Keep a secret. <laughs> Should be telling none of those mortal bastards anything. <laughs> yeah, it's probably what's happening. Non-disclosure agreement. That's right. Can't tell you. Yep. 
Uh, is there any limitation on this? No, lasts for all of eternity. This is, no, can never tell. <laughs> it would be ruinous to break this. That's right. Ruinous. Absolutely. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> I don't know. Reflections on balance. There is a purpose of each of us. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a purpose to those freaking fire eels. Sure. <laughs> I can't think of it, but okay. Sure. Sure. Built with intention, we each perform our tasks to perfection. I mean, do we? I wouldn't say we perform our tasks to perfection. I mean, I mean, I attempt to. I mean, I, I, I fail often, but I attempt to. That's what I'm saying. It's like we perform our tasks to perfection. To whose standards? I was like, is it just like it is by purpose of the design, the great purpose that you're a freaking shitbag and you do? <laughs> you're really bad at everything. Maybe, you do. maybe the Atoma are basically bragging to us that they're perfect. Because we're sitting over here like, at least at least I'm sitting over here like, to perfection though, really? And the Atoma are over there like, we do it to perfection. <laughs> you low lives can do whatever you want. We are perfection. Probably. Bunch of bragging Because they're building. I don't do a lot of building. Progenitor things. I don't do a lot of building. Tending, eh, maybe. Guiding, I mean, these days... Maybe maintaining. I don't know. We fulfill their wishes perfectly balanced. I mean, as a, I'll, I'll bring it back to Warcraft. My warrior doesn't do a lot of building, tending, guiding, or maintaining. He's a lot of breaking. He's, he's like, smash, smash, smash. That's true. Your warrior does. I think this is just talking about what the Atoma do and their skills. What the Atoma, because they, they're they're talking about themselves here. Okay. No. We, they're, they're, they're saying that we build, we tend, we guide, we maintain, we do everything. We fulfill their wishes. We are perfect. And we will not question their design because it's majestic and bulbous. <laughs> and loopies and things and ropes. Whatever. <laughs> All right. The final meditation, if you will. The final, I don't know, where we, where we go, this is like final incoherent thoughts. Uh, meditation on separation. Oh, this must feel, this is a little sad. Separation? Okay. I see the harmony and juxtaposition of being so brightly yet so deadly. Is this why we are separated? Two worlds so close yet so far apart? A barrier that protects one from the other as was meant to be. What? It sounds so sad. <laughs> so close yet so far apart. Sounds like they're longing for something. It does. It's like, it's like, well... <laughs> oh. Fences make good I neighbors. I want to do this, but I can't. Alas. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what they're going with. It's like the, the harmony and juxtaposition are being so sprightly, yet so deadly. What? I don't know what that is. So, I know for me, I took this as, does this explain the balance of light versus shadow? You know, where, where they're in balance, yet they're distance. Because you don't want them together. Otherwise, it's, it's war. It's bad. Just like order versus chaos, they're they're in balance with each other, but they are distant. They they have their own spaces. You're you're in that corner. You're in that corner. Go chill. You you need to you need each other to exist, but you need to be separate from each other. So balanced but distant. Yeah. See, they need balance, but distance. Otherwise, it's war. But. As the Supreme Court once said, 
separate inherently does means unequal, right? It's it, it by definition you cannot have be equal yet separate. So I mean, so the balance isn't necessarily there. So if we go way back, we're going deep cut. We're doing a deep cut right here. So if you, dear listener, remember there was a long time ago where there was a pizza, a Totino's pizza, and mac and cheese, right? So mm-hmm. if you get the Totino's <laughs> pizza and the mac and cheese, imagine if you will, the light has the Totino's I that. and the void has the mac and cheese, right? They're separate. Never will they combine. It's not good. And then when I said to Allie, and I was like, yeah, but what if, what if, Allie, did you, if you said you get the Totino's today and you get the mac and cheese, and you said, she said, no, no, that is not fair. No, I get half the Totino's. She gets half the mac and cheese and balance is restored in the universe. Balance. So... Inherently, by separating them, by saying Allie gets the Totino's, Allie's sister gets the mac and cheese. Inherently unfair. It's bad. You cannot do it. Deep cut. I'm just saying deep cut. This is, this is, that was such a throwback. I don't even know what episode that was in. I don't either. I can't believe you remembered that. I like Totino's and mac and cheese. It made me hungry. Of course, I remember that. <laughs> oh, that warms my heart. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's just you separate things. It's like it's inherently, it's not in balance. You gotta, you gotta commingle. You gotta mm, melting pot, bring them together. Diversity, inclusion. That's the way it works. It's separate. That's not good. That's bad. This is true. This is true. We both very much believe in inclusion. Yes, also very much so. Who do you think, Allie? What do you think about this that's, separate? That's all the got. T- what do you think about separating I mean, these Totinos and mac and cheese? <laughs> Inclusion worked so much better in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> and how to be equal. If any of those parts were more than the other, there were words. I get it. I get it. How to be equal. She couldn't have more mac and cheese than me. <laughs> I would be grumpy. I will have my mac and cheese. No, but from from the Warcraft lens, which is what this is supposed to be. <laughs> is it? My only takeaway was the, the the balance of the different cosmos with each other and whatnot, you know. Yeah, I get that. But that that was that was about it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I just want to know I just want to know what, what what beings are so sprightly and deadly. Uh the Naru. They're so sprightly. <laughs> They're so sprightly. They're like, oh, with the Naru. Are they so oh. sprightly? But they're deadly because they're like, like little... they're like, we burned yeah, Ravager's yeah. to the ground. <laughs> That's how they're deadly. If any, I, I have to say, like, if any holy priests are listening to this, my fellow holy priests, hello. We're getting our little mini Naru back, if you so choose, in your talent tree. And that thing is pretty sprightly. I don't know about deadly, but it's pretty sprightly. Yeah, but they didn't. I'm excited didn't, about that. Your little mini Naru didn't invade Revendreth. I'm just saying. That's what we'll get at. They're a little sprightly. His name is Tim. And Tim did amazing things, but you're right. He did not. Did, he did not. That, that, that's true. He did not invade Revendreth. I'm just saying, you pissed he, Tim he off. Could, though. Could, Tim though. might invade Revendreth and create the Emperor Little, little, little Timmy. Little, little Timmy. Yeah, like, little he Timmy. could. If I sent him out, he would. Little Tim Tams? It would. Bam. Beautiful. 
I've never had Tim Tams. <laughs> Apparently they're good. Hey, Solaris Wesson. All right. Are Tim Tams good? I've never had them. Solaris will tell us. I hope so. It's true. So, do we have any closing thoughts? Okay. Just, that's that's all the things. <laughs> These are all the meditations. <laughs> Let me properly close this. These are all the meditations. We have thusly gone over all of them. They are done. <laughs> they are done. Okay. <laughs> some of them, some, some of them are worth talking about. Some of them are worth laughing about. And it's, it's okay. None of them were the steak dinner that we wanted. And it's disappointing. But it was a lot of fun to go over it through. through it was fun to go through it. It was it's, fun. It's fine. Rum runners all around for everyone. It was great. So, uh, hey, everybody. I hope you had a rum runner with us or something uh, of this similar caliber because this. Or just, <laughs> or just laugh at us the whole time. If you laugh oh, sure. at us the whole time, we're okay with that. Absolutely. Just we laugh away. It means we it's did fine. our job. We did our job. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Jen, do you have any closing thoughts or meditations? Do you have a Jen meditation? That maybe you want to share with the class. I got a couple of meditations, but they're not on my own. Uh, they're not. They're not my own. Uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of them. Big fan uh, lately. Take a shit every day, at least once a day. Take a mighty shit, preferably in the morning. Taking a shit is good for your mind, body, and your soul. When you don't take a shit, you carry the heaviness. And all the negative energy, the aggression, the anger, the resentment. But when you take a shit, you are releasing this from inside of you. Too many people walk around with a shitty attitude every day. Why? Because they don't take a shit. Don't take any important decision in your life without taking a shit first. If you want to break up with your partner or buy a house, take a shit first. And then decide if it is the right thing to do. Drink the water, eat the brand, and take a mighty shit whenever possible. And don't forget to wash your ass after. That is life. All right, moving on. So good. So good. Meditations. Beautiful. <laughs> but if, uh, you know, closing thoughts on these meditations, um, uh, do more peyote or whatever. They're uh, freaking Atoma because these were... These were wacky, but I you could have you could have stepped it up. You could have got it way wackier. I mean, you're talking about friggin' deer. They're like, they're beautiful. These deer are so cute. <laughs> Basically what one of them was. Uh, and then the other one is oh. like, <laughs> we have free thoughts and emotions and feelings and windows. It's like, how many roads must a man walk down? Before <laughs> you call him a man. That's what kind of what the first one was. That's <laughs> what? I'm just saying. That's what it sounded like to me. It's like, where did you get to call him an individual? Huh? I don't know. Oh, goodness. And then there's like other things where it's like, there's streams, rivers, and bulbous majesticness. Stevie D, what were you doing that weekend? I mean, did you just get... <laughs> freaking blast it out your mind and just start writing <laughs> shit down like i will say so i look as, as i said i look at many articles and comments and whatnot on these just trying to find some meaty substance because apparently i just really need steak in my life i need time i tell my husband that we need to have some steak soon but <laughs> you're like an iron deficiency or something what's going on 
I don't know. But what many of the comments were about CBD or the narrative team in general and how they they may have gotten into some substances when they wrote this because feels that way. It's but as I said in the beginning, this is more of just a philosophical type meditation and Ow. those could be perceived in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, th- these are my final thoughts are what? Moving on. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts. Yeah. Alright, well, I mean, I think that's about it. We'll wrap it up here. That, that's about it. Yeah, wrap it up, wrap yeah. it, wrap yeah. it up. So it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while with these. I mean, so I, I know I get pay, 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 Patreon. You want to you wanna tackle the reviews? Is that, is that what we're doing? Sure. So we actually have received some reviews recently. The one that we really want to point out is Crucifix on bonusroll.gg, which you should go look at bonusroll.gg to find <laughs> let me try that one again <laughs> rum runner you should look at bonusroll.gg and you can find not only different podcasts things you're interested in or just be able to review the shows you're interested in and it's it's a good place to go look up so crucifix went to bonusroll.gg and left us a review and they said been a fan of Jin since Morally Gray and a fan of Ali since Dungeon Fables. This is a powerhouse podcasting duo that each week brings you news, in-game information, and teaches you some new lore with every episode. A great addition to any fan of Warcraft's pod playlist. Keep up the great work. Except this episode. I don't know what happened this episode. I don't know if we got any new lore, but we talked about it. We tried. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen, but thank you very much, Crucifix. I very much appreciate that. That was yes. Fantastic. Thank you. Actually, that 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 means a lot. I mean, I've been a fan of Jen since Morally Gray too, so it's it's I get it. It's it's fine. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But we also got various reviews from bonusroll.gg from various people, and they were usually one word ones that said great or very much admitted that they were there for the ability to try to get a dragon flight beta key giveaway <laughs> yeah and that's okay too we appreciate those either way because you took the time so we do want to thank Georgia C Inug Inugugu <laughs> yep Jakar Mario P Beyond Blood Arrow, Don, Cerebrus. I guess Cerberus. Get, Cer- Cerberus. Yep, Cerberus. Galoove. 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 Nicole S. And Zombie Joe. Yeah. That's my favorite. Zombie Joe. Zombie Joe. Zombie Joe. <laughs> Where did you come from? I don't know if any of you. Where did you go? <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you come from, Zombie Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if any of you are listening to this craziness, but if you are, thank you for your review. We really appreciate you taking the time and we appreciate you going to bonusroll.gg and being involved in the community in general. Absolutely. Y'all are fantastic. All right. Now, hey, everybody, there's this special 
very special part in the show where it's the person's turn who did not do the notes who gets to embarrass himself. But I am shameless. And I will say, hey, everybody, that you were listening right now and you're like, and you're still listening? You're still listening to this show? And you have not flipped over to the next podcast? Because I do this a lot, so I don't feel shame if you actually do this where you're like, it's time to the end of the show. It's time to move on to the next one. They're wrapping it up. But anyway, if you are still listening and you have not flipped over, well, what you should probably do is you go to patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore, and you can support the show because clearly you just like our silly randomness because that's about what we're doing right now. Anyway, this is about the time of the show where I just have a big, 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 big thank you to everyone who has gone above and beyond and supported us at like the tippy top amazing you rock level. So here we go. This is their names. Daniel Bree, Majo Fichon, Majo Fichon, Yikus, Sarith, what's going on? Chicago Marathon. Did you have a little, yeah, got a little traffic recently? Mmm, yes. Uh, Nadun, how you doing? Uh, Vanderlyle, what's going on, Vanderlyle? Mud, mmm, mud. Chris Malore, <laughs> Dungeon Master Burke, and hey, kind of the, the reason we even did this episode. It's the one, the only country music lover himself, Dracorus. Boom. There you go. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. That's true. That's true. So earlier in the episode, we were talking about Garth Brooks. Apparently now we're going to talk about Dolly Parton <laughs> and how great she is. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So back in 1995, she started the imagination library for the children in her home county. The goal is to inspire a love of reading by gifting books free of charge to children from birth to age five as an early childhood educator for 13 years. I could talk a very long time about the fantastic impact that books have on development of these children and why this is such a big deal. Now, there is a law that was just signed in California by Governor Newsom. Newsom? I don't know why. Mentally, I always add a C in there. I don't know why. There's no C in his name. Nope. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Newsom. Not even his first name. Uh, (laughs) Gavin. There's no C in there whatsoever. Like, there's just no C. My brain just keeps wanting to add a C. I don't know why. Anyway, so uh, this bill helps provide funding for the Imagination Library in California. This means that free books will be mailed directly to a children's home at no cost to their family whatsoever. And they actually get a free book per month until their fifth birthday. Think about that. It's a lot of months, especially if you start young. So for the Californians, this will start in June 2023. And there are up to, at least currently at the time of this, 2.4 million children in California eligible to participate in this per month until their fifth birthday. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a lot. So I took a look at the Imagination Library's website, which you can find if you're you're a parent, you you might want to find this, at imaginationlibrary.com. Between funding provided by Dolly Parton herself and then local community partners in, now listen to this because we have listeners all over, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland. 
Hell yeah. A total of 190 million 859,995 books have been donated to the 2,154,676 children registered. That That's a lot. A lot, a lot. And I also want to point out that this is a gift that kind of keeps on giving in a way. Because a lot of these children, when they outgrow these books, I know it's firsthand from, again, being in this early childhood field for quite a long time. A lot of these books are when the children outgrow them, they're given to other families. They're donated to schools, charities, thrift shops, like as thrift shops, <laughs> words, rum runner. As long as the books are, you know, destroyed, because sometimes that does happen. These books can pass on to someone else. So other children get the benefits of these millions, literally tons of millions of books that have been gifted as well. And that's just to this point. Like, that's before this bill. That's before news of this continues to grow. Like, it's massive. And it's such a big, big deal for these children and these families. So I thought that was just awesome to talk about and to bring up. That is fantastic. I love Dolly. Like, I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton. She's fantastic. And as someone who is a, is a really big fan of Dolly Parton, I was recently saddened a little bit by the news that Loretta Lynn passed on. Yeah. And I was also had a really big chuckle from a TikTok that was released that was like, someone would say, oh, it's a shame about Loretta Lynn. And I asked, it's a shame, it's a shame, it's a shame. It's like, yeah, it's going to be really sad with Dolly. And they were like, nope. You stop right there. Nope. That's like <laughs> Betty White status at this point, I think. They were basically like, just about. Do not pretend that Dolly is actually a part of this mortal coil. She will continue on beyond all of us <laughs> until the entire heat death of the universe ends us all. And she will still exist. She is beyond all that is good and righteous. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is more proof that Dolly goes far beyond the amazingness that is just these wonderful people. Because Betty White is wonderful, and as much as I loved her, is a big fan of the Golden Girls and all that, you know, dominance and all that good stuff. Dolly goes far beyond that. Because, I'm just saying. Dolly is the only is, is one of the few people that can do so much good, all while still making fun of herself at the same time. It's beautiful. I, it's true. It's true. She's, she's fantastic. I, I love her so much. Like, I just watched, watched an episode of The Orville, and she was on it. I was like, Dolly. What's up, Dolly? Hello. <laughs> but no, seriously, I know that we have various parents listening to this. So, imaginationlibrary.com. Go check it out. Get your kids some free books. It's a, especially under, under five, under five. Um, It's a really big deal. Go check it out. Definitely. Please check it out. And while you're checking it out, we're going to do a little bit of this because we're going to check out of here. I'm going to finish my drink. I already did. There's only a little bit left. I mean, you got like three drinks. I had like two, probably. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash live laugh floor. 
and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Hello, people at the end of the show. How you doing? <laughs> what, what's up? What's Some going beautiful, on? beautiful people. See, we're actually at the beginning of the show, but you're at the end right now. So, hello. All right, bye. Bye.